everyone doing? Good, happy new year. Can you believe that it's 2022? Um, I don't know about you, but when it comes to New Year's, this is the week I always teach. Scott's in Texas with his family, and I always get the privilege of doing this year, this week. And I actually love this week and, and kind of getting to teach on it. But I find myself, I'm not as much of a look forward guy as I'm a little bit more of a look back kind of guy. That's what I find myself doing more of kind of reflecting on what impacted me and things like that more than like setting up specific things for the future. Any of you, any more reflective people here than, than looking at one? Good, awesome, well, good. We could talk about last year. Um, but this year, I mean, it's definitely interesting, right? It's like we're moving into 20 and no doubt 2021 was a crazy year. So abnormal, but it's starting to feel so normal, right? Come on. Any of us thinking about that? It's kind of starting to feel normal. I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen. Things aren't, uh, nothing's guaranteed. Next year might not be, this year might not be better than next, last year, who knows? But last week when Scott and I were talking, I mentioned this Instagram post I saw and I got it up here on the thing, I like that. The moment I realized 2022 is pronounced 2022. Yeah, you guys get it? Yeah, okay, so, um, you know, I mean, it comes to the pandemic, it's not over. I mean, we're still right in the, in the middle of it, you know? It's still there. We don't know the financial impact this is gonna make. That's one of the things that I kind of read a little bit here or there at times. What financial impact, who knows? We just don't know. So many things are up in the air. So many opinions and thoughts still being thrown around. I, I, I love to surf and I, I always get entertained out surfing when two guys decide that they're experts on this and they're arguing with each other or talking about like, I'm an expert on the vaccine, I'm an expert on the pan, I'm an, you know, and I just kind of laugh. I just sit there and listen to people talking about that. And then they ask me, I love when they ask me, they go like, oh, what do you think about this? I've just chosen my New Year's resolution. I'm gonna stop thinking, if that's okay. I like just kind of say, I have no thoughts. I don't know anything. And I really kind of think I don't. I, I've kind of come to the conclusion, I really don't know anything. And, and that's really freeing. So maybe that's just gonna be something that you wanna move forward in, uh, just not thinking anymore and realizing you don't, we don't know at all, which is cool. But I do wanna ask us a question. I want you to at least ask a question, uh, especially moving into 2022, having no idea if it's gonna be better or worse. I love the like, this is gonna be better, who knows? I have no idea, but here's the question I wanna ask you, or I want you to ask yourself. If our circumstances can't change, what can? That's just the question. Or I could have said, don't change. If our circumstances don't change, if our circumstances can't change, what can? And I'm not saying that our circumstances can't change or that we shouldn't try to change, improve, and move forward. Of course, I just think it's worthwhile to ask the question, if things keep going on, around us the way they are and they're not gonna change and they don't change, are we helpless and hopeless? Is there nothing we can change? Is there nothing we can do? And that's what I want us to think about. Being raised in the home that I was raised and I was, I was raised in a broken home uh, where alcohol plays a huge role in the destruction of our family. Um, my dad uh, passed away from cancer when he was uh, 59 years old which seemed old at the time, but this year I'm turning 55, just not as old as it used to seem, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, mental health issues uh, in my family, still to this day, kind of wrestling with those realities that plagued us and, and still do. 
And there was a, so being part of like AA and Al-Anon and different things as you wrestled with this stuff, there was a prayer that from a young age I remember hearing, and it's still something that's in the forefront of my heart and mind a lot. It's called the serenity prayer. If you've ever heard the serenity prayer, it goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I love that. I think about that often. Any of you that have been around me or have heard me teach, you know that one of my life mantras, I would say, is it, how we see is just as powerful in our lives as what we see. I even think it's more powerful, but I'm just not gonna be too presumptuous on that, you know? But how we see makes a huge impact, probably, in my opinion, a little bit more than what we see. And I think that's important to think about. I, I've thought about that a lot over the last year or two years. We've been wrestling through the things that our culture is, our world is wrestling through. And I'm fascinated all the time working with people, couples and counseling and uh, just a wide range of situations, how different people think about different things and how much that affects them. How much a spouse could be think differently from their spouse or kids from their parents or people from their siblings and friends and whatever. That has a profound impact on our lives. It really does. Dallas Willard said this. He said, what you do with your mind is the most important choice you have to make. So he had this idea that, man, the most important decisions we make is what we do with our minds. Matter of fact, he even said like the greatest freedom we have is the freedom to choose to place our mind on what we place our mind on. It's the greatest freedom we have. I think what he's saying can affect our emotions and what's going on in the world, how we see what's going on in the world around us, how we feel about things. I'm reading a book right now that was uh, recommended, suggested to me to read. Uh, it's a business. I like when people suggest books. So if you have a book that you want to suggest me read, let me know. If I like you, I might read it. If I don't, I won't. So, but, so you'll know if I don't read it. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that, huh? So no, I don't read all of them. But this one, it was a business book and, and someone said, man, I think you might like, so I read this. It's called The Happiness Advantage. And and there's something that the author says in it. He says this, I started to realize just how much our interpretation of reality changes our experience of that reality. It might not change the reality, right? But it changes our experience. How we interpret it, how we look at it changes how we experience it, how it affects us. Now, I'm not saying we're to stick our head in the sand. I'm not saying that at all. Nothing's going on. It's not about that. It's not about just this positive thing and don't worry about what's going on around us. I'm not saying that. We're not here to pretend that the struggles don't exist or the hardships or the evils or the just plain bad things going on around us. Because you know what? They are, but here's the kicker, right? They always have been, and guess what? They always will be. Anyone of you convinced of that? They always will be. I mean, I just am always fascinated by the idea like, well, oh, this is worse than it's ever been. Really? All you got to look up plagues. <laughs> There's been some pretty crazy things in our past, past history. You know, anything that we faced, there has been those things before. And there will be those things again. But here's what I do wanna suggest, and I do want us to think about, right? I believe we do have some responsibility as to how these things control us. 
and whether or not they're gonna paralyze us, right? And they might paralyze us from being able to accept what we cannot change and then having the courage to change what we can. When we get too focused and overwhelmed by what we cannot change, we don't have the energy or the strength to change the things we can, you know what I mean? So I think it's an important thing to think about, an important thing to consider. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, wrote about this kind of mind game and what we set our minds on to almost every letter that church he wrote to. He would get them thinking about thinking. And one of my favorites is Philippians chapter four. I mean, Philippians is one of my favorite because he's talking about rejoicing over and over again. And here he is, he's sitting in a prison cell and he's writing to people that are suffering great persecution and he's writing to them to rejoice. Look what he says in Philippians chapter four, verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I'm gonna say it again, right? Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all that the Lord is near. So yeah, a lot of things are going on. What's going on in their culture? What governments are doing to them? The persecution that's happening. Him sitting in a prison cell for all this, and he's telling them to rejoice. And let their gentleness be made known. And he goes on and he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I think Paul in a lot of ways is going, don't be anxious about me. I know I'm sitting in prison. I know I'm your leader and you're watching me suffer. I know you're suffering. Hey, don't be anxious. But by prayer and thanksgiving, let your request and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. The peace of God that transcends understanding, right? The peace of God that transcends everything shifting and going right will guard your hearts and minds. And then he says this, and finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things and the God of peace will be with you. Can you see him kind of encouraging towards the same thing as like the serenity prayer might get us thinking about or Dallas Willard gets us thinking about the idea that how we see and how we go into things is as powerful as what we see. If we allow what we see to consume us, it could actually cause us to not have the courage to do the changes and make the changes that we can. So if your first thought when I'm talking about this is, yeah, 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 but it's really bad, then I think we really need to pay attention, right? We really need to consider. We really need to think. So last year, 2021, uh, there was, if you were to ask me, like, who made the biggest impact in my life, there was one particular person that I want to introduce you to that made a huge impact in my life. I mean, I have a list of a few, but this one, definitely uh, one I go back to and I think about. Here's the interesting thing about it. It's a person that I've never met before. So you're not, I'm not gonna bring her up on the stage or anything like this. Uh, one of the ways that I decompress at home, I don't know how you might decompress when things are going on and you're just tired, is I love watching like shows like America's Got Talent. Now, I don't watch the show because this is too much talking and you know, goes on too long. I just go to YouTube and watch the singers. Any of you do that? And I just ball. Any of you ball? And I was ball. I think I, that's when I just let it all go, you know, watching human endeavors and all this stuff. My kids 
will come out and say, dad, are you watching America's Got Talent? Because I'm sitting with my computer, tears streaming down my face. And anyone else did something? Anyone else cry? No one? Just me? Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. And, and they'll go like, God, dad, you know, that's not real. And I go, what is real? Nothing's real anyway, son. You know, like, so whatever, you know? So, but th- it impacts me. And man, this last year, there was someone on there that had a deep impact on me. Maybe you watched it too and you saw it too, but her name is Jane. She goes by the name of Nightbird. If you haven't seen it, I want you to look it up. She's this young 30-year-old lady who has cancer that she's battling. And, and I tell you, you know, you have people say different things. This young lady dropped three nuggets of wisdom on that show that got me to stop and think. And I probably watched it 20 or 30 times. Literally some just ideas. You know, it gets to the point. You ever watch a movie where there's something dropped? Yeah, it's not, it's real. I don't, whatever. It had this impact on me. She dropped three statements of where she fights to keep her focus on with what she's going through that I can't get out of my mind. I really can't. And I think it ties so much to what we've already been talking about with what Paul over and over again talks to all the churches about what Dallas Willard might've mentioned or the serenity prayer might've mentioned. So here's what I wanna do. We're gonna do something kind of different. I'm gonna let her speak and we're gonna listen to these, these nuggets dropped, right? And uh, we're just gonna kind of look at them and kind of think about her paradigm and how that might impact us. Uh, maybe it'll impact you a little bit how it's impacted me, but let's go ahead and hear this first one. So why don't you look up on the screen there? Can I, can I ask you a question? How are you now? Uh, last time I checked, I had some cancer in my lungs, my spine, and my liver. Wow. So you're not okay? Uh, well, not in every way, no. You got a beautiful smile and a beautiful glow, mm-hmm. and nobody would know. Thank you. It's important that uh, everyone knows I'm so much more than the bad things that yes. happen to me. Hmm. Did you guys hear that? I need... I want you to know that I'm so much more than the bad things that happen to me. Man, I stop when I, I, that, that interchange right there. Well, how are you doing? How are you doing now? Well, I got cancer in my spine and my liver and my lungs. Whoa. And Howie Mandel is like, oh, so you're not doing good. And she just goes, well, not in every way, but I'm so much more than the bad things that happen to me. How difficult is it to not let the bad things identify you the most? How difficult is it when something's wrong going, things aren't going well in the world, things aren't going well in your family, things aren't going well in your own heart and life, things aren't going well in your physical body, to not allow that to consume you and become the number one identifier in your life? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to not like, how are you doing? Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you. And to sit there and say, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing good in every way. Yeah, I got cancer in my liver, my spine, and my lungs. But that's not the only thing that defines me. I'm not only the bad things that happen to me. I'm much more than that. And it's a no, it's about so much more than, it's about like accepting the hurts, accepting the hardships, right? It's accepting the difficulties, but not allowing them to consume you, not allowing them to 
to like, you know, stop you from being able to move forward. You know, Matthew chapter six, verse 21, just made me think of this when I heard that. The first time I went right to Matthew six, for where your treasure is, there's where your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, what are you like valuing, putting the much effort into, right? That's why it is hard when something really bad is going on to not allow that to just consume me because you do put a lot of time into that, you know? It does become the biggest treasure in your life, good or bad, that then does consume you. But look what he goes on to say. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness, Whoa, to have this young lady talk about like the way I see it is that the bad that's going on in my life is not all that I'm about. It's not the only thing. That is setting your eyes on something. So even though inside physically, right, there's a lot of darkness going on. I love how Howie said, you just are shining, your smile, your glow. Like where she is setting her eyes on are making this difference in her life. She's not denying, I've heard her interviewed quite a few different times. She's not denying that she has cancer or, or trying to act like it doesn't exist. She's going and fighting it just as much as anyone does. She's just saying there's so much more to her than that. Whew. Do you let the bad identify you? <laughs> you know, do you allow that to become all consuming? Or do you ever realize at times like, hey, there's so much more than just this one thing. Love that. After she sings, this happens. So let's look at the second clip. And I, I totally agree with what Howie said, you know, about authenticity. There was something about that song after the way you just almost casually told us what you're going through and, oh, you know, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. You guys hear that? I love when Simon Cowell can't control himself. You know, got so deeply impacted. If you watch it, he drinks the soda, you know. And why he's so blown away by how her story was told in her song, she says, you can't wait till life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. The greatest thing we have, the greatest freedom is what do we set our minds on? Deciding to be happy in the midst of the hard. Sounds like what Paul was encouraging the Philippians church to do, doesn't it? Deciding, setting your mind on this. Rejoice, again, I say rejoice. Rejoice until your heart's rejoicing, you know? You might rejoice because your heart's rejoicing or you might rejoice to get your heart rejoicing. I don't know how that all works. Sounds so much like what Dallas Willer talks about, what the serenity prayer is all about. Paul teaches this to the church in Thessalonica like this, where he says in 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, right? That's what he's telling them to do. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. For that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think that's what we're seeing in a lot of ways in this young lady's life. I mean, she's fighting. She's facing the reality of what she has and she's dealing with it. But she is not waiting to make a choice to be happy when everything starts going her way. She's saying, I don't have to wait 
till the bad is over, to choose, to choose to be happy, to choose to give thanks. And then she says this at the end. Go to the last one. I have a 2% chance of survival, but 2% is not 0%. 2% is something. And I wish people knew how amazing it is. Did you guys hear what she said? I got a 2% chance of survival, but 2% is not 0%. 2% is something, and I wish people knew how amazing that is. Probably hard to understand how amazing that is if we don't go through adversity like this. Some of you might be able to relate to her way more than I can. Maybe you've gone through it, loved ones going through it. You understand what that wrestling is all about. But focusing on what she has instead of what she doesn't have, focusing on the 2% instead of the 98%, man, that takes some courage. That takes some focus. That probably takes some talking yourself into that, keeping that mentality. This is a big one. I've heard it said that we live, America, we live in a culture of prosperity with poverty mentality. We think of what we don't have instead of what we do have. Any of you guys struggle with that? I struggle with that all the time. I don't even know why I do this for myself. Over the last two or three days, especially with Christmas, and I got a little Christmas money, and I still love my mom gives me Christmas money, you know. Uh, you know, I'm still every day looking on Craigslist at new surfboards. I know, people got new surfboards, which means they're gonna be posting their old one. Steve gets to pick up the old one. What does Steve not need? Another surfboard. And, but why do I look at this? Then I'm looking at that and I go like, oh, I want that one. I can only surf one at a time. Why do I need another one? And I know the other day I'm sitting there going, if I just stop for about a day or two from looking at it, it will go bye-bye in my mind. I won't think about it, but oh no. It's like maybe a new one came up and I wanna get it before someone else does. I need that. So I don't know if you're like me in what area are you like me, but man, with our social media world and all the things going on around us, it could be a struggle to not look at what we have, but always be looking at what we don't have. And I don't have that, and I don't get to go on those, and I don't get to do that, and I don't have that new, you know. It is a hard journey in this society. And so, man, I have to tell you that what Jane said at that moment made a huge impact in my life. Man, I've got 2% chance of survival. That's not zero. 2% is something. And if people can know how that feels, to see what you have, instead of being consumed by what you don't, is such a challenging, beautiful thing. And I've gone back, especially to that statement, a multitude of times as I start complaining about things, as I start wrestling with feeling sorry about myself, about this or that or another thing, it can happen, you know? As I start kind of getting in my own head, I've been going back to that a lot. And I found myself just looking at this performance, listening to these statements and being reminded, and this is what she's reminding me of, that life is a not about eliminating suffering, difficulties and hardships, but number one, it's about accepting them. It's about accepting them. I'm so much more than the bad things that happened to me, right? Yeah, these are, this is bad, part of it, it's not all of it. I'm accepting it, but I'm not allowing it to consume me. So not only am I accepting it, but how we handle it makes a difference. I can't wait until things aren't hard anymore before I decide to be happy. 
So not only am I accepting suffering, difficulties, and hardships, but I, how I handle it makes a difference, and what we focus on in the midst of them makes a difference. I have a 2% chance of a, zero, of a survival, but that's not zero. It's something. So life's not about eliminating suffering, difficulties, and hardships, but accepting them, how we handle them, and what we focus on in the midst of them. Man, to be real, I can't imagine how difficult life is for her. She got the golden buzzer in this show, but she couldn't come back to sing because cancer started really getting her and she didn't have the strength to come back. She's fighting. She's still alive now, but she's fighting. But I tried to spend more time listening to her story. Listening to the story of people. That's why I love the human triumph, that listening to the stories of people. It's, it's a beautiful thing to listen to the stories of people. My son calls it being like an intelligent reader, not just in books, but in situations and stories, trying to read, trying to allow their story to impact you. Man, she, <laughs> she went through a divorce through her cancer. Supposed to be her, her husband left her. And she's at the show there, who are you here with? I'm here by myself. And I didn't take that. It sounds like she's got a great community around her of people. I didn't take that as no one's around. I just took it as there's some things I just got to do. You know what I mean? Some things I just got to do. And this is, this is about me pulling this off. How hard day in and day out must be at times for her to keep focused on the things that she's talking about and speaking them and saying them over and over again. But I believe she is an example. <laughs> I just want I believe she's an example, at least on that show, at least for that five minute moment of time, at least for me, that she was an example of what the kingdom of God could look like here and now in and through our lives. Romans chapter 14 says this, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. The kingdom of God is not about just we just go to a place where all my wildest dreams come true and all my problems go away. Matter of fact, they're asking Jesus, when's the kingdom come? And he goes, you're looking for it wrong. The kingdom of God is within us. It's within us. It's where I could change the way I see things and that impacts how I see things and it impacts how I experience the life around me. Matter of fact, in Philippians, in that passage that we looked at, what were the promises that Paul said to them? Look at what he said. He said three things. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness may know because the Lord is near and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and the God of peace will be with you. Those are the promises. Those are the promises I see throughout the scriptures that I've landed on. God is near. The power of the spirit of God can guard my heart and mind where the peace that surpasses understanding and the God of peace is with me and with you. So as we move into 2022, I guess I have a question I want us to consider as we close this out. And it was interesting, my son and I talked for about a half hour this morning as I tried to come up with a good question. My first one, he's like, dad, dad, that ain't good, you know? And we're like talking and talking and maybe this isn't a good question, but at least it kind of landed for me. Take with it as you want, but I hope that this like hearing Nightbird, I hope it just got you thinking a little bit. But here's my question. How can the promise that God is always with us help us to accept the things we cannot change and give us the courage to change the things we can? Guess we'll loop back to the serenity prayer. 
But how can knowing God is with us, how can that promise that he'll never leave us or forsake us, that he can empower us, that his kingdom is about joy and peace in the spirit, how can that presence, the presence of God, help us to accept the things we cannot change and give us the courage to change the things we can? I guess just as we move into 2022, maybe that could be just something that you spend time thinking about. I wanna close our time by hearing her sing her song. And I hope that kind of hearing her heart and the things she said might help you like just experience the song a little bit more, listen to her heart through it, and maybe it'll be encouragement to you as it has been to me uh, over the last few months. So let's watch. Change my mind. I thought that all my problems they would stay behind. I was a stick of dynamite, and it just was a matter of time, yeah. Father, over this last uh, year or two, I know probably a lot of us have felt lost. We have uh, wrestled through culture, situations, family issues. We've dealt with illness and loss in so many different ways. And I just thank you. I thank you for uh, this young lady that, that, that came on this show and, and dropped these words of wisdom through her hardship, through her suffering, through her sickness to, to realize that it, it's not the bad things in our lives that are the only things. It's not, it's not what identifies us unless that's what we want them to do. And, and I, I just pray that that would have a, an impact on our hearts, that, that we would realize that we get to choose even as Paul encouraged us to give thanks in all circumstances. We don't have to give thanks because of circumstances, but we can give thanks in the midst of them that, that we don't have to wait to the hard to go away to choose to be happy. And I know that might be a fight, but may we fight for that. 
And may we become people that see what we have instead of what we don't have to, to look at uh, like her perspective on that. May it help us to realize that number one, with you being with us, Lord Jesus, with knowing that you will never leave us or forsake us, you're always here. May that be the greatest gift that we see we have. May that be the foundation by which we can understand how oh, beautifully rich we are. I just pray that uh, you would, number one, be with her and her family as she continues to wrestle through this and that you would be with us as we wrestle through this journey of life moving into the next year. May the power of your spirit just awaken us to, to something beautiful. And if nothing changes, if things even get worse, that that's when we would realize we have so much because number one, we have you. And so may your kingdom come and your will be done. May you lead and guide and direct us into this new year for your glory and honor in Jesus' name, amen. 